This is the Software and Technology Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you information, education, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. The more diversity of thought of the people working at tech companies, the better. The blockchain idea was around 91, the same idea of in the digital world, we need verifiable documents. Multi-cloud environments have an added complexity to them that can be a challenge to navigate, but there are partners and solutions that can make this process easier and lead to successful outcomes for businesses and organizations. And joining me to talk about how to navigate this world and realize success in the cloud is Ray McKay. He's the VP of Solution Sales for Vion. Ray, thank you so much for joining me. Happy to be here. My pleasure. Absolutely. And then we also have Cameron Cherry. He's the CTO of Dell Technologies. Cameron, thank you for being here as well. My pleasure, Tyler. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Well, it's, it's wonderful to talk to you gentlemen today. And perhaps the first place to start is why do customers choose multiple cloud deployments over a single cloud provider? Ray, let me, let me toss this question to you first. Why do customers tend to choose that multiple cloud environment? What are the benefits there? Sure, sure. I think, well, actually, probably originally people thought they would go with one cloud environment. And then they discovered as uh, they were moving into cloud that each deployment choice had its own pros and cons, if you will. You know, at one point, I think in the federal space, especially people tend to think of the word cloud as meaning Amazon. But as, uh, as it's unfolded, people understand that there are different requirements for success, different service levels that are they need to deliver. There's uh, different cost models that could be uh, achieved depending upon how much data they're going to be reading and writing. So basically, it's, it's back to 101. You got to look at what you require for success and then map to the best place to deploy an application. In the end, as you look at the data, that's resulting in organizations choosing multiple cloud deployments just to be able to reap the benefits from each different choice that they could they could make. Ray makes a really interesting point. When we when we look at cloud and we go back to the core foundings of its definition with Nest and we think through the on-demand self-service, the network access as far as the characteristics, and then the service models, whether you want inf- infrastructure as a service or platform for developing new applications or even software, and then we start to layer in that you know this other dimension of deployment models, whether it's private, public, hybrid, or community cloud. The, the power of raised comment is I don't think when we initially started these conversations, people thought that uh, they would just select one, which what would the natural assumption was, and then we would just go into that model. I think what people are learning rather quickly and uh, our public sector customers are seeing this rather quickly is I may use uh, Salesforce or ServiceNow for a software as a service type of uh, cloud offering with regards to the service model. Uh, but I may use, you know, a Vion Dell relationship in the deployment model and I want to do something private and on premise or private or, or hosted so that for my critical workloads that have different security requirements or other things associated with them to be able to bring my costs in line with my budgeting expectations, it becomes really important. So, you know, initially, I think to just underscore Ray's point is the model really matters. The model we select really matters in today's world. We've learned a tremendous amount from delivering cloud solutions over the last 10 to 15, 20 years. And, you know, when you think of a, a company like Vion who's doing it before cloud was coined and you know, the technology that we provide that's taking cloud to the next level today, it's really changed in its definition in the modern sense. 
So Ray, what it, what it sounds like to me is that is that multi-cloud environments are preferred because there are going to be different applications that uh, that enterprises are going to want to achieve, right? And so you look at the different clouds and, and say, what are their capabilities? What benefits are they going to be able to provide me? And you're going to want to piece together those various cloud environments to be able to create um, maybe a whole that achieves your various goals, right? So, so that's part of the benefit of multi, multi-cloud is that uh, there's not a one-size-fits-all solution, so it's better. To, to pick and choose what works best for you. Absolutely. I mean, think about a typical enterprise uh, organization. They're going to have thousands of applications that they, they need to provide uh, you know, service to their user community. Uh, and each one of those applications has got its own set of requirements. Just like technology, you have different types of server technology, different types of storage technology. All those different technology levels exist because they have different service deliveries, capabilities. So now when you move into a cloud model, you really haven't changed the underlying technology. It's still servers, it's still storage, it's still networking device and software that ties them together. So what you want to do is look at what what is the best outcome deployment model for your given application and then match that against the cloud scenario that delivers the optimum performance and cost. Uh, so you have a lot of choices. Uh, multi-cloud comes about not because an organization seeks gets out and says, hey, I want to do multiple clouds, no, it's because they look at my application, my user community, the service that I'm trying to deliver to that user community, and then I really define what success looks like, define what good looks like. Then from there, I map it into the cloud environment, the cloud deployment model that gives me that best outcome, that best service to my user community, to my organization. And that's why you end up in multiple clouds. Right, right. And Cameron, I'm wondering, you know, we're talking about application requirements, you know, when it comes to cloud as well. Uh, Talk to me about how important that is and maybe what the importance of it is, because uh, some people might say and might think that one of the benefits of cloud is you no no longer need to care about the technology. But uh, kind of talk me through application requirements and the importance of those. Yeah, it's a really good follow up question. When you think of the applications, which we commonly refer to as as workloads in the cloud environment. As Ray mentioned, not all of them are the same. When you think of especially public sector and government, we have this spectrum before us that range from legacy mainframe applications to these modern fourth fourth industrial generation applications that are cloud native, built with cloud in mind. They are containerized in nature. Uh, But those application requirements have such a broad spectrum of Uh, support requirements, and also performance requirements. Uh, It it is important when you think of not only what service model you're going to use for cloud, whether it's infrastructure, platform, or software-based, and then the deployment model, the deployment model really does become very important. Uh, When you think about where the data is being processed that the application has to reach out to, you think of uh, network latency and all these other different things that ultimately add up to a user experience, and in our case, a a potential mission user experience, the the application requirements are critical to include the performance requirements, because as you well imagine, when you go to this public type of deployment model, and you really can only determine down to a zone level where it's hosted, it becomes challenging to really control the user experience so that you get the most optimal performance out of the application workload against your mission requirement. Yeah, Ray, I, w- I want to give you the, the opportunity to follow up on that and, and talk a little bit more about application requirements and, and what that means for you at Vion. Sure. Well, I mean, it's the application requirements and also the environment requirements. You know, you look at 
one thing in the federal space particularly, you're looking at how do I get predictability of cost and predictability of budget. And depending upon the cloud model you choose, you may or may not be able to achieve that. For example, let's say you have an unknown amount of data that you're going to need to retrieve and recall. Uh, in certain public cloud models, they'll, you'll be charged for the, the level or the amount of data that you recall. Where if you don't know the predictability of that recall amount, you're going to have an unpredictable cost that you don't know how to manage. You put that application in a private cloud where there's no charge for egress costs, if you will. Now you have a very predictable you know, service that you can deliver on budget with known cost. So it's not just the technology that's underlying that'll affect the way you pick your deployment model. It's also the environment, the business you know, conversation, the business requirements that you're trying to manage. Uh, also, different kinds of data, different types of security levels, different amounts of control that the organization may want to have, depending upon the data sensitivity. They'll, again, may choose to use a private cloud deployment model so that there's more control over who has access to that data, who can see it, who is managing it. So you have the combination of the underlying technology that we're using, but you also then have the way that that technology is put together and accessed by the user community and by the people that are managing the data. All those factors are going to go into picking the optimum cloud design. You pick that design to find what, what you need to accomplish, then the best outcome, that's when you get the best of every outcome when you have considered all of those factors and then make your cloud design decisions. I want, I want to follow up on that as well um, and just talk about it because you, you, you talked about taking all of those factors into consideration. So how do you walk through those factors and, and really try to understand what is the best multi-cloud environment for a particular customer, right? So you're taking in a lot of information and then deploying something that's going to help them with their, their outcomes, correct? So how do you walk through that? Tell me a little bit more about that process. Absolutely. And I think this is maybe the, the step that, that people tend to overlook. I think that you use the word cloud and that means that you're pushing the easy button. But that's not that's not the case. You don't want to rush into your decision or your design. Rather, you can take a step back and you and you start again with the end in mind. I want to achieve a certain outcome. So let's do application profiling. Let's look at each of these application environments, these workloads, as Cameron said, that are going to potentially move to a cloud deployment model. Let's assess those workloads and find out which applications are talking to which applications, which storage arrays, which servers, how the network's all working together. But it's, it's more, it needs to be deeper than that. From the buying perspective, we, there's a lot of tools in the world that do that. But we want to go deeper than that. We want to understand not just what's talking to what, but we want to understand the amount of traffic. And not just the amount of traffic, but the speed and performance of those interactions. We put that together in an automatic, we have automation capability and understand really what it takes to deliver an environment successfully. Now, once you have that blueprint, you can then do modeling if you want to, to model what it would cost to run this environment in a public cloud, what it would cost to run into a private cloud. But whatever you choose to do the next step, you now have a defined service level. You know exactly what it takes today to deliver this, this environment the way you're doing it now. Now you can set your mission criteria for success in your cloud deployment. And now you can say, this is the kind of outcome I need when I pick my cloud uh, deployment methodology. So again, step one, do this, take the time to do this application profiling to truly understand 
what needs to move together, what needs to stay local, what could move to the public cloud. Understand your environment, and that's the first step towards success. The other thing about that, though, is you got to remember, as with all workloads, that when you move a workload to a new environment, public cloud, private cloud, traditional, the day you move it, it also continues to change. There's no, no such thing as a static workload. So in addition to profiling and understanding the application, it's important to continue to monitor, to observe and measure uh, how your application environment is performing and to be able to continue to make changes required to give your give user community the optimal performance. Cameron, yeah, I, w- I want to give you the, the ability to follow up and, and add any details onto that that, that are relevant for you as well. well. Here's what I'd offer you in reply to Ray's answer. There's a lot of great detail there. And what Ray really started to touch on was the complexity of the decision points that policy and decision makers have to have when you're building a, a cloud strategy. When we look at it from a, a Dell technology perspective, Elsinger summarized it pretty, pretty easily, or pretty succinctly, I should say, uh, into what we have what's called three laws, the three laws of cloud. The first law is the law of economics. And that is exactly what Ray's talked about. As you look at profiling your workload, you have to look at what your economics are going to look like. If you're going to have uh, an application that you know historically has been a very chatty application, you're going to pay a lot of full charges if you should choose a provider that uh, actually gives you toll charges on the network. The laws of physics clearly apply, and this is, again, the power of this multi-cloud, hybrid cloud ecosystem and world that we live in, is when you think of the the laws of physics, uh, it is about latency. It's latency on the network, the amount of users trying to access that workload that's in a cloud environment, and then how you're trying to actually configure that application as we talked in the, the early stages of this conversation of how that application performs within the portfolio of applications you have uh, that you use to run your mission or your business. And then the third law we have is one that we talk, talk about, it's called the laws of the land. That is your policies, or if there's any statutory requirements that you have to comply with when you have say data integrity, data protection challenge, uh, and it's the laws for compliance, right? It's what governs the compliance on a lot of these different agencies and public sector customers on what they have to do regarding privacy or if you're in the healthcare world, potentially HIPAA high tech. So it's really when you rally behind those three laws, you can culminate your entire cloud strategy and conversation under those uh, straightforward principles that really give you an opportunity to shape that uh, cloud strategy. And as Ray mentioned, it's uh, on these workloads that are not static. They're constantly dynamic, but they give you a great reference point or filter to make decisions from. So Cameron, you know, some people might be listening to this podcast and thinking, you know, what do, you know, how do Vion and Dell work together? Are you partners? Are you not competitors in this cloud space? Uh, so kind of talk me through the, the Vion and Dell partnership and and tell me a little bit more about that relationship and how the two uh, the two companies work together in this area. Sure. It's a great question. We've, we've had a great long-standing relationship with Viam As a technology provider and a solution provider of a lot of these uh, solutions that we talk about from a cloud perspective, one of the really powerful things that the Vion Dell team really bring together is operationalizing this technology in a mission environment. The critical last mile of being able to produce or, or uh, create a cloud environment is one thing. 
but it's the unique value-added services that Bion brings in that critical last mile that really builds this healthy partnership. You know, we build technology, we deliver technology to, to tens of thousands of customers uh, every day around the world. What makes this relationship unique is the ability for Vion to really understand intimately the mission requirements, the mission setting, which really is the operational environment that customers are in, and then also the workload, the technology requirements, the business requirements, and then being able to bring that critical last mile business and delivery model that allows us to tailor these solutions unique to the mission needs of customers. You know, there's so many great examples across the civilian government where we've done uh, both private and hybrid clouds, either on-premise or in a hosted manner, where the, the savings to the customer is extraordinary. The performance of the cloud and its feature function against the application portfolio uh, is off the charts. And these customers are still being able to get access to modern technology as we begin to innovate and we infuse that technology into our portfolio, Vion creates that great value-added critical last mile offering, leveraging a lot of the technology. So we give customers uh, innovative technology and capability, a great solution that fits the mission requirements, the operational setting of the customer needs. It's tailored specifically to the workloads, the dynamics of the workloads in the environment, whether they're hosted in the cloud or a legacy environment and the integration that happens there. And then it's that ultimate really enriched user experience that I think the joint partnership provides that creates so much value for our customers. Absolutely. And, and Ray Cameron was talking there just about, you know, that value that you create for your customers. Tell me more about that Vion and, and Dell partnership and how you go about creating that value and what each of you uh, bring to the table in this partnership. I think one of the things that Dell and Viad share is the attitude of, of driving toward customer success. And of course, we would want to use Dell in, in our private cloud deployment models. Dell has the, uh, the the breadth of technology, the strength of technology, the portfolio that can be leveraged really to almost affect every use case where IT can be brought to bear. And so, you know, Vion started doing cloud back in 2003. Uh, that was before anybody called it cloud. And that was really, how do you get into an operational model where you consume technology, pay for technology as you use it, as opposed to buying uh, all of it up front and then growing into it? So Vion started that model back in 2003. And of course, then as we've evolved, we look at technology partners that can give us the very best of capability to bring the very highest value proposition to cancer customers, and that's Dell. So we, we use the entire Dell portfolio in, uh, in cloud deployment in private, hybrid, and multi-cloud environments. We work with Dell's technology, uh, their, their technologists, our technologists, and we craft uh, the best deployment scenarios uh, that will deliver the best value for our customers. And certainly Dell understands and is flexible to work with Vion and, and Vion likewise, so that we can come up with the right business consumption model here too. Because as we mentioned before, it's not just about the technology, which is very critical, but it's also about how how we put it together into a business model that delivers the very best outcome for our customers. And so Vion's been doing that since 2003, and now we've been doing it for a number of you know, years with, with, uh, with Dell, and we have a number of joint customers. And what we do is Dell brings all of their, their strengths to bear, Vion brings our strengths to bear, we work together, and we create that optimum multi-cloud deployment model, always focused on getting mission success for our customers. 
Absolutely. Well, it's really powerful just to see the, the solutions that you are able to uh, to jointly bring to the table and to see those examples. Um, and and I, I really enjoyed getting to learn a little bit more about how you bring um, some some usability, some functionality to multi-cloud environments uh, that enables businesses, organizations, uh, enterprises to be able to utilize this to its fullest extent and really understand exactly how um, it can work best for them, crafting those solutions that works best for them. And so uh, Ray McKay, and Cameron Cherry. Thank you so much for joining me today and uh, talking a little bit more about this. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much, Tyler.